Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, Andar Ola. I am Spud, Spud Goodman. I'm a very stable genius. And you, I assume, are, are the listener, you know? Uh, I mean, I certainly hope I'm not just talking to myself and, and the staff here in the studio right now. You know, I'm going to round up, as I was taught in math class, let's go with a straight-up million now tuned in. Because i got to tell you, rounding you know, up is way more fun than rounding down, as that number would be flat-out depressing. Anyway, i got to introduce our show's designated laugher, okay? My Aunt Dorothy, uh, give us a top-notch guffaw, if you would. <laughs> oh, how was that one? It, it was, a, a, and, you know, I'm just yeah, getting warmed up. Yeah, well, it was pretty good. You know, not your best, uh, but, but clearly not your worst. Fine. Thank you. So, and now I'm uh, forced to acknowledge our show's temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Just uh, flash the, how about like the peace sign, and I'll take care of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I, I have never, ever done one of those peace signs. That would be un-American, or uh, worse, supporting anarchy. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Uh, a simple peace sign. Uh, holding yeah. two fingers up in the air. I, 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 I know it's a really dated thing. Uh, I think it's been a few decades since you know I, I, I've done it, but it, it's pretty innocent. I just, I just thought it'd be the most efficient way for you to acknowledge my acknowledgement. Because uh, I continue to kick around the most effective manner you can communicate with the listeners of this show, and it just made sense to me. Go ahead. Just give it a shot. Just hold up your hand like, you know, right, like this. Two fingers. Look at my hand. Look, look. I, I, it's so easy, and it could become your signature response to open the show when I introduce you. No, but listen, it's not I, funny. I'm, I'm not a here. subversive or, or whatever radicals are called these days. We're coming for you, globalist! I would be glad to express myself in a short statement that I happen to have written a few notes on what I wanted to say to our listeners. <clears throat> Give me a second. Pull it out here. I have it right here. Oh, that's my okay. Now that's my shopping list. My wife gave me here. Oh yeah, here it is. Okay, okay. Hey. Just give me a second here. <clears throat> I hey, look, you've already utilized more airtime than I allow you in a month or so. Moving on. Well, you know, there's a topic I wanted I to, to toss out it. on the show to get every everyone's feedback. It's something that affects not just me, Spud Goodman, but pretty much everyone. Or, or, you know, everyone who's had to deal with others misrepresenting them, you know, giving them a bad rap. But, hey, that is something you've had to bear since childhood, Spud. Right. In fact, I remember you were shunned in preschool by your peers. It just stemmed from you talking with your mouth full at snack time. I, that's uh, frankly offensive. 
as some of the parents complained about yeah, food yeah, particles yeah. in their kids' hair. And you were labeled as a food spewer. But I got a handle on that issue, uh, Dorothy. Maybe. It was an easy fix. It was totally easy. And to this day, I now always chew the food in my mouth four to six times before I attempt to speak in a group. You know, at home, of course, with my mouth full, I'm, I'm able to yell at the TV or at the ceiling. Like when the lady who lives upstairs is playing her Tony freaking Robin self-help DVDs. She plays them so loud. It, it just really gets on your nerves. Lock her up. That's right. Get that's right. You, you know, Spud, I was trained by my parents never to speak at the dinner table while eating. I mean, unless we were called on. I would always clear my palate with a quick drink of milk before responding because no one likes someone at the dinner table spraying food remnants about it. It's just not polite. Shut up. Well, like I said, it's no longer a problem, okay? But what I'm talking about here is, is more about dealing with a, a damaged reputation. That's what I'm getting at. It just takes a few mean-spirited people to trash you know, your well-earned legacy, a, a Facebook post here, a Twitter post there, and before you know it, you can't show your face around town. You know, damaging information travels fast, man. Uh, it's all fake news. Yes, but this is something you do have experience with over the years. And may I ask, what is different now? Social media, duh. It, it used to take months for someone to destroy your name, but now it can be done in an hour or so. You know, if enough people share the damn post. Uh, yeah, yeah, you uh -huh. know, my wife and I were perusing our joint Facebook account the other day. And I thought I saw really? something that referred to you. You know, Rachel was trying to post one of her recipes, and I, I didn't get a chance to read it, but is that what you're referring to? I saw it. Those people on that thread were really roasting you, Spud. They sure don't like you. Yes! Uh, no need for you as an intern to interject your opinion here, Chance. Jeez, as someone barely out of their teens, you have no idea how hurtful it is to be demeaned online. Actually, I do. I was harassed in junior high when I was accused of liking the Jonas Brothers. Someone put one of their posters on my locker and later put one of their lunch boxes with my name taped on it and lost and found in the vice principal's office. Really? They called me on the PA one day in class and asked if I was the owner of the Jonas Brothers lunchbox. And... Yeah, some girls thought I was cool for a few days, but boy did I take a lot of crap from the football team. I was the student manager then. Well, do, do you still have it? Because you might make some major dough, you know, getting rid of it on eBay. I still use it occasionally, so I'll just probably keep it after all these years. Good call, yo. Oh, I think it's time for a new lunchbox, sweetie. Maybe Santa will take care of it this year. Hey, well, we'll tell Santa I have all the underwear and socks I'll ever need, so give him a heads up, you know, that I would much prefer beer or even a new spatula this year. Just, just pass that on, please. But right now I need to introduce our musical guest, who I will be speaking with a little later, okay? Say hello to Blind Guides.
is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Hi, this is Don Rickles. I'm on the Spud Goodman Show. That'll show you how my career is going. I hope you listen to it, because the last time I saw him, he was out in the woods chopping logs. But who knows? Ah, that's it, folks. Hey, uh, Spud. Yeah. Your first guest, Allison Bree, is on the line. Now, I'm, I'm not sure I'm familiar with Allison. Is she someone that I should know about? Uh, yeah, she's been in some of the coolest TV shows in the last 10 years. What? Uh, most everybody's seen her work like uh, on Mad Men and Community and now, of course, Glow on Netflix. Probably mm. not you. She does not have a show on that Mormon Church cable channel you watch all the time now. Oh, yeah. You know, since we did sign up for basic cable service, we were very pleased that we receive our church's TV channel out of Salt Lake City. You know, the programming is very entertaining, but there's not a lot of, uh, you know, sitcoms or game shows on it. Viewers and players, let's play Double Jeopardy. How do those people fill up a daily schedule of programs? Who wants to watch a bunch of old white men discuss church stuff? Well, I cruised yeah. by that channel once. Boy, it was like watching paint dry. Oh, well, you, you must have missed all the wisdom dispensed by our church leaders. It is so enthralling. I have to be careful that I don't spend more than a few hours at a time watching. What are you people? On dope? Uh, yeah, right. Just put Allison through, please. Here she is. Please greet actress Allison Bree. Hey, we really appreciate you coming on our show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So season three of the very cool Netflix Netflix series Glow is now upon us, uh, available for streaming around the world without any spoilers uh, besides being set in Vegas. What will viewers find this season? Any big changes? Gosh, you know, it's 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 a real deep season of the show. It's very deep emotionally. We've got some intense things going on with the characters this season. It's also a sexier season. There's a lot more That's good. sex and nudity. The That's characters good. are in Las Vegas. It's yeah. all very risque. Yeah. Um, there's a really fun character swapping episode in The Ring where um, our characters trade, they, they trade wrestling personas for one night only. And uh, and also, I directed an episode this season, the seventh episode, so there are some things to, for people to look forward to. Yeah, super. Well, uh, can I ask how many man hours did you spend in the ring before cameras rolled for the first time in, like, uh, 2017? Did you, did you try to put a, maybe your husband, Dave Franco, in a few cross-faced chicken wings or maybe a head scissors arm bar? <laughs> Dave definitely did not help at all. Um, he knows very little about wrestling, and I think it's safe to say that I'm I'm the stronger one in the relationship. That's off the record. Um, it is on the record. Oh, I want okay. it out there. All right. <laughs> Super. Um, we we trained for a month. Every season we train for about a month before we start shooting the show. So we had four weeks of wrestling training, maybe almost five, our first season. And then we continue our training throughout filming. So season one, it felt pretty constant. We were we train five days a week for about three hours a day, and it's all the women together. And we're with Chavo Guerrero Jr., who's our wrestling coach, our wrestling trainer, and he's also a pro wrestler. Mm -hmm. And um, our stunt coordinator, Shauna Duggins, another stunt woman, Helena Barrett, and. 
you know, they really take us through all the moves. We start slowly kind of learning the configuration of a move, and then we usually test the moves out on Chavo, and then we graduate to doing the moves with either Shauna or Helena, and finally we get to do the moves on each other. Of course, by season three, it's a much, you know, it's a quick learning curve, and our bodies really have that muscle memory by our third season so we were able to pick up the moves right away the moves that we know how to do and especially when we're wrestling people that we've wrestled before Betty Gilpin and I are in the ring together constantly so for season three we we would pick up new moves fairly quickly like you know in a in two days and then we would go to shoot it yeah I'm guessing that maybe offset you had uh, uh, more than a, a few bottles of biofreeze with you but yeah anyway uh, yeah <laughs> It's a lot of Advil. It's a lot of Epsom salt baths. Do a little CBD oil. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, let me let me let me touch on a couple other things. You've had a quite a quite a career. Everyone remembers your character uh, on Community. Great show. It was Annie. As someone myself who spent many many years in Community College, did you ever feel it was time for everyone to finally graduate, or or maybe just quit and join the military after a while? What do you think? No, I think that um, we did exactly the amount of seasons that we wanted to do. We did six seasons. And I miss it. College, I got to tell you, I miss it. You must know, it's a place you can kind of stay forever yes. if you wanted to. Yes, I, that so was kind of my didn't point. i stay forever. But. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I, they, they, I think I hit the legal max and I had to, like, leave. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's touch on one of your, uh, well, another show that you've been on, one of the greatest television dramas ever, Mad Men. Um, your character, Trudy, was, was treated quite badly by her husband, played by the excellent Vincent Carthizer. Did you ever have people come up to you and sympathize with what you had to go through in that TV marriage? Oh, constantly. People still do. And it's funny to me because, you know, the characters had sort of like a happy ending, and uh, which I loved. And some people uh, had a problem with that, which is pretty funny, where it's every, every so often still people will come up to me and, oh, my God, that Pete, I just can't believe it. And then you just ended up together. <laughs> um, I, I always love when people get so attached to the characters that they form strong opinions like that. It's, it's very endearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dudes could sure get away with being major jerks in that era. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess uh, Donald Trump's still using that playbook these days, but his payback's coming hopefully with maybe wife five or six. But I, I the show is the show. I mean, you could put that in a time capsule, and you know, a hundred years from now, looking back, I mean, it's pretty uh, unsettling. Let's put it that way, in terms of you know the male female yeah. dynamic. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that women just, you know, were told that they had one role to play in in, in a household, and that's they, you know, they they were taught not to sort of set goals any any higher than that. But luckily, a lot of women did, and a lot of women made different decisions and pushed forward, and then then we had a feminist movement after that, and now we're going through another feminist movement now. So I think. You know, us women, we're 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 powerful creatures. Yeah, that, that's that's an understatement. Yeah. Well, say, Spud, what? You know, I feel you got in a cheap shot at our president just now. He has a wonderful marriage to Melania. She is a real all-American girl who represents well what this country's all about. Now, yes, he's made a few missteps in prior marriages, but this one is different. She is his forever wife. Uh, excuse me for a moment, Allison. 
great. You make it sound like Melania's a rescue wife or something. And, and forever's a difficult thing for, for that guy. I, I say the over-under for how many total wives he'll eventually have is six, you know, if he lasts into his late 80s. Uh, they have a limited shelf life with him. Yeah, and I know they all need to get everything in writing as he's been known to forget to pay people. Yeah. And I say the over-under on how many more bankruptcies he files is four. That's just a guess. Uh, you two are such liberal naysayers. Donald Trump is a great husband who has just been a little unlucky in love. That's all. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and unlucky with porn stars and Playboy playmates, too. <sighs> That's for the record. Now, let me get back to Allison, if you don't mind. All right, I've returned. Hey, let's, let's take a look way back, all right? When you were younger, you spent a brief time as a clown doing birthday parties. Did you ever have to deal with any, like, really brutal treatment by the kids? Because they can be heartless in groups of four or more, you know? <laughs> no, you know, yes, I did work as a clown briefly, and um, the kids actually were great. I think that was some of my best training as an actor in terms of, like, holding an audience uh, captive <laughs> and kind of holding their attention um, because it could be pretty daunting. But I think, you know, kids, they they love to play with their imagination. I think, you know, obviously even more so than adults, they, they really want to lean into entertainment and imagination and play. So that, that was a really fun job. I, I did sometimes get yelled at by adults. <laughs> so that, that could be scary, but only if I was, you know, late. All right. Well, you know, you've been a regular on one of the funniest animated series out there, BoJack Horseman. I, I got to ask, do, do any of you ever, like, just totally lose it, crack up, and break character when recording dialogue? Because it's, it's some pretty damn funny stuff. Definitely, yes. I definitely have uh, have lost it a little bit sometimes recording that show. It's so fun to work on BoJack Horseman because when I show up to record, I never know. I mean, I always have... I'm always playing Diane, and that's sort of my main character, and I show up to do her dialogue, and then they always surprise me with some other characters. Sometimes it's two lines, sometimes it's a whole scene. So we're really challenged on the spot to come up with funny voices, and I think that's when I have the most fun, is when you're kind of just on the fly trying to imagine what, you know, a mosquito might sound like, or a cow waitress, or a little boy on top of two other little boys shoulders. <laughs> right, right. Well, last question. You, you currently have a film in the can, as they say, the, the rental directed by your husband. How was that experience? A ton of fun or, or too much quality time together? What was it? How was it? It was wonderful. I, I hope that we can do many more together. He was such an incredible director and, you know, he's my favorite person in the world. He's it's who I always want to be around and hang out with. So to be able to be on set with him every day was was such a dream. All right, cool. That's the right answer, by the way. All right, super. Well, <laughs> let me remind our listeners again that the third season of the Netflix series Glow is now available for streaming. I recommend, you know, people just just gorge on it in one marathon setting uh, and just call in sick and just get at it. So I just want to thank you so much for I checking agree. in with us. <laughs> thank you for having me. Spud's not going anywhere, and neither should you. The Spud Goodman Radio Show returns in just a moment. We are down north, baby. We on the Spud Goodman Show. And we all scared of robots, baby. <laughs> Woo! They come to get our jobs. Oh! 
We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. You know, getting back to what we were talking about, though, yeah. I personally would have no need for a service that repaired a damaged reputation, but I do understand why you, Spud, might be in the market for this service. How much do they charge? Well, at the websites of some of the companies that, that do this, they don't really say up front. I, I did uh, find one that said costs can vary anywhere from 500 bucks to 100 grand. Well, that's a range. It, it said the average is about 3000 to $15,000, depending on how many people are saying you're a dick. You dick! Spud, you would have to take out a loan from a bank to pay for repairing your reputation. Yeah. It would be a massive undertaking. Yes! Well, let's not exaggerate, Aunt Dorothy. Uh, but sure, some people have taken some cheap shots at me you know, over the years, and yeah, there, there is a trail of vitriolic venom that, that lives on forever online. Right. I would love to have someone, though, scrub most of that stuff, because that's what I'm thinking about, but, but it's a bit pricey. Uh, that's know, the problem. Maybe that's something you could ask Chance, our intern, to look into. I'm sure, being so young, he's up on that computer stuff. You know, he might be able to help you out. I, I, I never oh, thought oh, about oh. asking him. See? Hey, Chance, put your phone down for just a sec. Yeah. Could you maybe do a full scrub of all the libelous garbage people have tossed out at me over the years on social media, oh, the boy. message boards, and chat rooms? Because I've Googled myself, and the bad sure outweighs the good stuff. Russia, if you're listening... I might be interested in performing these duties for you, Spud. I've been thinking of forming a startup that would do this kind of thing. I've done a bit of research, and you'd not believe how many people would be in the market for this service. Yeah, I probably would believe you, actually. Yeah. Well, I have since deleted all the online insults about that Jonas Brothers lunchbox incident. That was put up years ago and remained until a few weeks ago. All right. Now if you do a search of my name, there'll be no Jonas Brothers references. Mmm. Oh, that is terrific. You know, some can call me old-fashioned, but in my day, and, and really right now as I speak, when people at work or at my church choose to criticize me, they choose to do so directly to my face and not anonymously on the Internet. <laughs> You, you might want to do a search sometime, though. I mean, I mean, I myself might have added a few entries over the years. You know, you know, on a few on, message boards that deal with me? annoying coworkers. Hold it, because I'm getting tea off of you. I mean, there are hundreds of them out there. I had no idea so many people ha also have to deal with others like you, man. I won't lie. I may have mentioned your name, Gerald, in a few Facebook posts, um, and maybe on Reddit. Nothing too insulting. Just. Ex Expressing how draining it can be with uh, co-workers like you? Facebook scrapes are easy. It's those obscure message boards that have passwords and firewalls you have to get through that make it a challenge to clean up negative comments from the past. Well, I can handle most of, of the shit, you know, that people say about me online, but, uh, you know, but those shots about my hair or, or lack of or, and my sexual identity, they're just below the belt. Society these days seems to, like, lack the internal controls that prior generations displayed. Courtney, Chloe. Nonsense. People have always trashed others behind their backs. They would just do it via word of mouth or letters to the editor of the local paper. Dorothy. If our marriage doesn't work out, I know you'd never try to impugn my character online for the world to see. Just another reason I love you. Well, it would take a lot for me to go after you online, honey. I can pretty much guarantee that would never happen. Uh, well, unless you cheat on me. Then restraint will be a moot point. I'm going to beat the holy hell out of one of you. 
Yeah, don't mess around with my aunt, dude. I mean, I've, I've seen what she did to her second ex-husband. He tried to move away to, I think, Idaho to start a new life, but there was MySpace back then, and that followed him there. And I, I saw some of the things you posted about him. Jeez, Aunt Dorothy, you are relentless well, and ruthless. Uh, well, he pissed me off. Sleeping with my best friend, Opal? He got what he deserved. Excellent. Honoring our wedding vows will never be a problem for me, Dorothy. Oh, sweetie. Uh, never say never. I've learned that lesson. It, it just comes back, comes back to bite you, okay? All right. Now, can someone just check and see if our next guest is ready to go? Oh, yeah, uh, Spud. I'm being told by the board that your next guest, Michael Irby, is ready to go on the line. Okay. I, I like the show this guy's on, Mayans MC, airing on FX. Sort of the sequel to Sons of Anarchy, it's very well done. Oh, I never missed an episode of Sons of Anarchy. And I'm liking Mayan's MC very much, too. As you know, I'm a biker myself. Though I've cut back on some long rides, as my sweetie Chance can only ride on the back with me for short periods of time due to his hay fever issues, you know. Especially in the summer with all the pollen. Send Fredo off to do this! Send Fredo off to do that! Oh, well, you know, in my opinion, Chance, it takes a secure man to ride behind his fiance. But I'm betting that that you got to take a lot of crap from other bikers on the road. If I could respond, unlike you, Spud, I'm not afraid to allow the women in my life to take charge. Wow. Maybe you should check into those penis enlargement pills out there. Hey, Bud, what's your problem? Well, first of all, they don't work, okay? And secondly, you know, that was just, just... Mean and totally inappropriate. So now someone just put Michael through, please. Yeah, here he is, bud. Say hello to actor Michael Irby. Uh, Thanks for calling into our show. Uh, It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, so so you currently co-star in the FX series Minds MC, airing Tuesdays at 10 p.m. I didn't miss an episode of the first season, uh, so you know I'm guessing the second season won't be real warm and fuzzy, uh, right? Because this is a pretty intense <laughs> show. It's a pretty intense show, you know. Um, and no, the second season is not going to be warm and fuzzy. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be covering their eyes, but uh, you know there's going to be a lot of resolve. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, you know, a lot of resolution, a lot of revenge, uh, and some redemption. You know, we're all in the R world there, but, uh, oh. you know, a lot of questions, a lot of questions that had come up last season, um, we're going to see those come full circle. Uh, uh, you know, we find out who killed Easy's mom. Um, oh. We're going to see Felipe, we're gonna see Felipe try to hold his family together. We're going to see Bishop uh, in his new world here dealing with... Uh, uh, the partnership between the cartel and uh, Los Olvidados. Um, a lot, a lot of stories to tell. And, you know, some of them don't end well, my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm thinking that. Well, you play Bishop on the show, and we had your uh, your boss, uh, Marcus Alvarez, played by Emilio Rivera, uh, on last season. Do you guys stay in character between takes? Because I forgot to ask him that. Do you like have to like go get him donuts or a Pepsi whenever he, or- he orders you to? Because, you know, I would do whatever he told me to do, I tell you that. Oh, hell no. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, um, no, man, we have a blast over there. Between action and cut, it's all business. But uh, after cut, you know, we're just a bunch of guys who are making a beautiful TV show. And, you know, we're, we're an MC, so we like to have a little bit of fun. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of jabbing. Um, a lot, you know, we pick on each other quite a bit. If there's a weakness, you don't want to let anybody see it because we will expose it. Uh, 
But, you know, this year we're going to see a little bit more, too, that Marcus Alvarez has left his cut at the end of the final season last season. We saw he left his cut at the table. So, you know, he's more over in Galindo's world now. And now I think what we're really going to see this season is that this is Bishop's club. And there's no one that Bishop needs to answer to. Bishop only answers to himself and he answers to God. Uh, so as far as that, having to kind of, you know, feed that beast of wondering what Marcus Alvarez is thinking about these decisions that I'm making and have to go to him to make sure I'm making the right decisions. That is not a story that we're going to be telling this year. All right. Well, the showrunner and writer Kurt Sutter was so successful with his prior show, Sons of Anarchy. Does does everyone on Mayans MC feel the pressure to top what that program was able to achieve? Because its viewers are so loyal. They, they really got behind that show. You know, they're a very loyal audience. I'm um, one of them. I believe, uh, uh, hey, I, hey, I'm right there with you, brother. Um, you know, we were all a little bit... But we were conscious of what we were trying to do. We knew that we were coming in. We knew there were big shoes to fill. Um, but at the end of the day, that we, we also knew that we were going that there were new stories to tell. Uh, with this Latino community and the Mayan community, you're talking about a misrepresented and underrepresented and non-represented culture in our society. We yeah. don't, uh, you know, just the other day, we, I, I read an article that I believe HBO put out that only 4% of all of the speaking parts in all of television go to Latino or Latinx actors. And, you know, on our show, which is about 90% uh, Latino, it's it's such a blessing because there's been so many points in my career where I was the only person of ethnicity on the job. And I was there and I had killed somebody or I'd murdered somebody or I'd, or I'd robbed from somebody. But now... We're all here. We're doing it together. And, you know, these are these are a lot of beautiful stories that we're telling them. And I think that we have exceeded the expectations. We've, uh, we've brought in new audience members, people who loved sons, people who hated sons, people who didn't want sons. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's all it's all created. It's all created. And I hope that we're doing it justice. Right. Well, you are. Uh, well, speaking of HBO, you're, you're also on a show that has gotten a lot of buzz, Barry. Uh, and it has an interesting mix of humor and, and a bit of violence that pops up at unexpected moments. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's a real credit to uh, Bill and Alex over there, the showrunners. Um, you know, the mind works in mysterious ways, man, and they have been able to ride this fine line of uh, drama and humor. That, uh, you know, after being in this business for 20 years, being asked to play a tough guy and or, uh, you know, military badass or this or that, to be able to get the opportunity to brush off the, uh, you know, the comedic muscle is just such a blessing. It's been so much fun over there. Um, you know, I find it very odd that the gangsters of the show are the comic relief on the show, yeah. which is uh, which is just so refreshing and, you know, it's just so enlightening that, you know, Noho and Hank and I are the only ones who truly, who truly know what we're doing on the planet. Everyone else is kind of searching for themselves, you know, on Barry's aspect or, um, you know, all the different aspects between the acting class and feuds and everybody's still searching for themselves. And I find it so fascinating that Noho and Cristobal, they know exactly who they are. They know exactly what they want and what they need to do in order to accomplish what they need. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just so much fun. I got to tell you, when I leave there and, you know, when I leave that job and I'm driving and I'm at a red light and someone needs to cross and I'm so nice when I leave that job. When I leave Mayans, I'm, 
I'm ready to murder everyone. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, super. Yeah, yeah, um, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's a whole different beast over there. Hey, hey, Spud. Yes? Well, now that Michael has brought this up, I have wanted to comment on the manner you leave the station parking lot after the show. Like, on many occasions, you have cut me off. So? Literally. It pulled right in front of me okay. in your haste to leave. Yeah. I have to say, it's very rude. No one is supposed to drive that fast in a parking lot. Hey, Michael, I need a moment here. Sounds well, good, man. Well, you know, you drive so freaking slow, I could clip my toenails waiting behind you to pull out of our parking lot. Oh, come on. I have stuff to do, places to go, man. He's right, Gerald. You drive like a very old man. I hope your kids don't take your keys away. Well, I am a responsible driver who is very careful in parking lots. It's not the freeway, guys. And, And, Spud, you really need to get that road rage under control. You let me worry about my driving behavior. Now, now I gotta get, you know, I gotta get back and finish this up with Michael. All right, I've returned. For sure, man. Well, you know, I want to hit you with this. On the show uh, right now, we're we're talking about the power of social media and how a few bad words some dude on his couch tweets about you will remain on, you know, for eternity online. Do big Hollywood stars have like a cleaner, like Harvey Keitel and Pulp Fiction, to take care of the haters? Oh, you know, um, you know, haters are always going to be there. Uh, you can't please everybody. Right. Um, you, you know, and it's social media, it, you know, uh, back in the day when I was growing up and I saw, you know, like you said, you saw Kaitella, you see De Niro, Pacino, you see these amazing actors in a film and, and you hope one day, you know, you hope one day you'll get to meet them. And maybe that day never comes and you think maybe one day oh god what would i say what would i say now with social media whatever you think you want to say you can kind of pm me or private message me or direct message me and you can tell me that i suck and you can tell me that i'm not fit for this part or this or that man i just have to really turn a blind eye to that kind of stuff because if you start to read you know i find life is funny if you start to believe what people say positively or you start to believe what people say negatively uh, it can kind of sway you either way. So I just like to kind of keep a steady road. I try not to listen to people telling me I'm great. I don't listen to people telling me I suck. I just, I like to keep a steady road. Well, I'm, I, I wrote that down. Uh, I appreciate that. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. I, I know you got to get going. So let me say again that Mayans MC airs Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. on FX. It's must-see TV in my opinion. So uh, thank you so very, very much for coming on our show. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. There you have it, Mr. Michael Irby. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. It's musical guest interview time. Please greet blind guides. Gentlemen, identify yourselves and your instrument of choice. Pick up the pace. Let's go, guys. Plugging in the... I'm Justin Taminga, guitar vocals. Hi, Jake. Thomas drums. Not that fast. Brian Gorder, bass. Nice, right, super. Uh, off the record, are any members of the band active uh, members of Menza? Because if so, I, I need a heads up so I can like you know raise my game in this interview. I have not renewed my dis- uh, subscription. No. Okay. I'm not a Menza. Okay. Okay. Negative. No. No. Okay. Are there other artists? I need to ask the influence question. It's kind of part of the deal. Uh, any other artists? out there that have had an impact on Blind Guides and your sound? Uh, 
probably Don Rickles. Don Rickles? Uh, sure. Justin Bieber? <laughs> um, just Don Rickles. Okay. You can't you can't top Don. He's uh, he's he's a god to me. So uh, if there was suddenly an alternative universe, a new Earth, who would be your choice to be ruler of the world? Anyone come to mind? Hetzig. Hetzig. Okay, that's a stretch, uh, but okay. I asked this because I had a dream the other night, and I was just you know fine with Alex Trebek who was handling things. He seemed to be doing a decent job. Would you be okay with that? Uh, yeah, the stage four comeback. That's right. Yeah, Vice President Paul Lind, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, Paul Lind would be a good. That's a good option too. Yeah. Trebek oh, Lind. So, it, if you guys could open for any band in the world, who would it be? Oh, well, give that to Jay. Oh, that's a good oh, yeah. uh, Ramones, maybe. Ooh, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah they're because they're double alive. bill. They're alive and going. That's a yeah, good double real, bill. Don, real Don good Don one. Don real good. Don Knotts. Okay. Well, what's the name of the next song, and what the heck is it about? Uh, it's called Mares of Diomedes. Well, let's do it. Yeah, okay. I don't want to explain it because it's unexplained. Evil. Yeah.
This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hello, this is Alan Parsons from the Alan Parsons Project. You're listening to the Spud Goodman Project today. Uh, Spud, your last guest, Tony Cavallero, is ready to go. Now, I I won't try to pretend I know who Tony is. I assume he's in showbiz? Uh, yes, he is. I know you never saw it, but he played Ozzy in the movie The Dirt, you know, yeah. the, the biopic on, on Motley Crue. And, and no. now he co-stars on Danny McBride's new HBO series, The Righteous Gemstones. I'm Danny Powers! Well, I haven't had a chance to check out The Righteous Gemstones yet, but I really enjoyed the Motley Crue movie. Those boys could sure party. Motley Crue. Now, is that a gang, or, or what is that? I think that band is hung it up. They're, they're, they're done, so no need to waste time getting you up to speed on them. But, but Tony's new show on HBO is really funny. Uh, the story focuses on a megachurch and the corrupt, you know, sort of religious figures who run it. You know, I've always wondered how a pastor could live in a mansion, drive a Porsche, and have a helicopter. Not a bad job. Well, I can assure you the leader of our church does not have his own helicopter. I do believe they lease a jet for him, though. Hell will freeze over. Uh, Just put Tony through, man. Here he is. Say hello to actor-comedian Tony Cavallaro. Uh, We appreciate you checking in with us. Thanks for having me, Spud. Yeah. So you currently co-star in the new HBO series The Righteous Gemstones, airing on Sunday nights. Uh, the cast is pretty darn impressive, like the true comedy god Danny McBride, John Goodman, Adam Devine, and yourself. There are others also. I mean, it's a big cast. Give us the basics on the show. So it's a televangelist comedy about an a evangelical family in the South, and uh, John Goodman plays the patriarch. Danny McBride plays the oldest son. Adam Devine plays the youngest son. Edie Patterson plays the daughter, and... Um, you know, the pilot kind of builds the world for us, this huge billion-dollar evangelical televangelist world for us. And uh, there's a black male element, and uh, you get introduced to all kinds of characters throughout the season. You know, Dermot Mulroney, Walton Goggins, Tim Balch, Cassidy Freeman. I mean, the list goes on. It's just a dream come true for me. Yeah, looking at uh, Danny McBride's work uh, from Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals, there's a there's for for viewers and uh, or our listeners that have enjoyed his work, there's 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 a tinge of those shows. I mean, it's he's got the touch and it's still there. It's just I saw the first episode. It was, it's uh, I, I'm really loving it. So yeah, yeah, man. I, I think you know that's kind of the neat thing is, is it's obviously got that trademark stamp. From Danny McBride, David Gordon Green, and, and and Jody Hill, who you know, just again geniuses. I've been yes. fans of them forever, and uh, you know, but this one in particular, you know, and he's told me and, and and done it in interviews. He wants to make this a real ensemble comedy. That you know, he's said, you know, I want this to go longer than Eastbound. I want this to go longer than Vice Principals, and uh, so it's really exciting to get to meet all of these characters, but then also to get to see them develop, you know, hopefully over multiple seasons and uh, and throughout this season as well. Right. Well, let's let's talk about you. Looking back, uh, way back, you were an Eagle Scout and a Black Belt in Taekwondo. That That's a lethal combination. Are you a killing machine? Should others be worried to hang out with you? Um, 
my wife will say no, not at all, but she'll also tell you don't get near him either because he's a weirdo. But um, <laughs> no, I'm 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 a big teddy bear who who grew up a fat kid and uh, always was trying to overcompensate, um, and and I think that's probably why. Those are there, and then and I ended up going to the Virginia Military Institute after that. If you want to add one more thing on top of that, so, yeah, you know, it's <laughs> I, I've got the skill set, but I, I I never use my um, my hands that are registered as weapons. Well, do you think it would be a good bet to say that you are the only graduate in the history of the Virginia Military Institute uh, that later became a member of the Groundlings Comedy Improv Company? I think that's safe to say, because, uh, you know, Fred Willard was never a member of the Groundlings, and Dabney Coleman were never a member of the Groundlings. Okay, all right. And both both, both uh, graduates of guys. VMI, huh? Wow. Well, I don't think Fred graduated. I think he went there for two years, but, you know, it's a rule there. If you make it through the rat line, then, then you're, you know, always a VMI guy, but... um uh, he never talks about it. I actually got to meet him once and was like, hey, what was your time like at BMI? And he was like, I hated it. I don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be a different college experience. That, that's another story. But anyway, all right, well, let, me, let me ask you this. You, you got your big break in showbiz when you were cast as Dewey Finn uh, in the Nickelodeon series School of Rock, uh, the Jack Black part in the film. What, was it tough yeah. when you hit the mall or water parks after the first few months it was on the air? Oh, my gosh, man. The Right after it came out, I uh, took my wife and I, we were doing press in New York, and then we went down to go see my mom in, in, in the D.C. area, and we went to the Air and Space Museum, because it's my favorite museum, and I mean, I'm in the bathroom, and like a whole classroom of kids come into the bathroom to go to the bathroom before they, they do the 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 whole tour of, of the museum and oh my gosh you want to talk about weird I'm at the sink washing my hands just trying to get out of the bathroom and just got swarmed by kids and uh, word got out and we, we spent about an hour at the museum before we had to split but you know that was kind of my first taste of anything like that and uh, being at a museum like that with probably buses and buses full of, of kids who had all seen the show just recently was uh actually a really cool experience to get to meet fans for the first time or something like that yeah but I, I, I've heard that those kind of things could be like near-death experiences uh, yeah you know anyway all right um, kids kids uh kids can be aggressive but all right uh, uh, if, if I may spud what well Tony has just reminded me of my own encounter with fans, or in my case, a fan, while using the restroom. I had gone to the bathroom while at dinner at the Golden Corral Buffet. Something was disagreeing with me and my intestinal tract, but anyway, after I had finished up wow. and I was about to wash my hands, an older gentleman approached me and asked if I was on the radio. He thought he recognized my voice. You know, He, he overheard me saying out loud my daily affirmation while I was in the stall. Anyway, as I was washing my hands, he... Uh, hey, 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 Tony, just a sec. Okay. How long is this damn story? I don't have all day here. Well, y Yeah, Gerald, no one wants to hear about your public restroom experiences. It, okay, well, here's the thing. The guy, he seems really nice. 
said he's listened to our show and he thought it, it, it took him some time, uh, even though, but it took him some time. He, in, I was in the stall for quite a while, Spuddy. Oh, like yeah, okay, said, it didn't whatever. agree with me what I had happened. Anyway, he said he eventually knew where he had heard my voice before. Now, how neat is that? It really, it made me feel special. Well, I hope you washed your hands before giving him your standard high five. Just let me get back to Tony. Uh, I'm back. Well, you played Ozzy Osbourne in the film The Dirt, the story of uh, Motley Crue. You, you did a great job, by the way. Uh, did, did you get any feedback oh, from Sharon you. Osbourne? Uh, she's pretty protective of Ozzy and his legacy. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I know for a fact that she actively tried to get that part written out of the movie. Huh. Um and that she did not want that in, supposedly because they were making an Aussie movie. Uh, but I have a feeling that, you know, obviously it's a pretty gross little part in the movie. And I think that, um, uh, you know, she's trying to, you know, any anytime she can um, save his face, I, you know, I think she tries to. But at the same time, I'm like, man, all that's doing is making Aussie look even cooler. Heck yeah. Of, it added to the legend. Wing and, Heck yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, anyway. I went to college. I did worse stuff then. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, I read that Josh McDermott officiated your wedding. Can I ask if he was rocking his mullet from The Walking Dead and his character, Eugene? He was on our show a while back, and he said he wore it proudly off the set, too. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, he was uh, he was sharp. I mean, that guy dresses like a, a freaking model. So, I mean, the guy was in a full tuxedo with the mullet, a mullet a-flowing, and right in the middle of the ceremony, he took a selfie with me and my wife. It was so great. He's, he's been a long-time friend of mine. So oh, Super. All right. Well, let me say again, your new HBO series, The Righteous Gemstones, is now airing on Sunday nights. Uh, it, it is a, it's a very funny show. I'd highly recommend it. Uh, so, anyway, just thank you so much for calling into the show. Thank you so much, man, for having me, and have a great day. You too, Mr. Tony Cavallero. My, how time flies. You know, I've gotten a, you know, a few emails during the show and read a couple when the band was playing. Most of them said, don't sweat, you know, being trashed online. You know, people lie a lot, so you gotta be on your toes. When you have a bad reputation, just accept it. That's basically the gist of what they were saying and appreciate that people are talking about you. Oh, that old saying, there is no such thing as bad publicity, is about as accurate as there is no business like show business, Spud. Yeah. Your time spent on the fringes of TV and radio over the years is clear proof that, well, at least for you, there are many other career options that would have been much more lucrative. And it's unbelievable. Oh, and he chaptered. He went bankrupt with his casino company. Uh, you know, like I've said previously, I would never have made the choices you have, Spud, because a man's reputation is all that he has. Oh, what about a woman's reputation, Gerald? Are you saying that's no, not oh, important? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that a man's... I, what I'm saying is a man's reputation is his calling card. It precedes him and, and follows him throughout his life. And um, a woman's reputation is meaningless? Please no, no. don't upset Dorothy. We have plans later to go out for frozen yogurt. Babe, don't let this discussion get you riled up and wreck our date night. Too late, y'all. 
Heavens to Betsy, Mrs. Jarvis. I was just emphasizing the obstacles men have to face, both in the workforce and in our private lives. Sure. And thank God I'll never have to deal with others making wild claims about me. Look, alternative facts are not facts. Uh, can we just get this discussion back to me, Spud Goodman? You know, the last I looked, this is my show, okay? <laughs> I think what I'm going to do is, is check with a few of, of those companies that fix, you know, someone's online reputation and, and get their quote. I need a firm quote. And if it's not too expensive, it might be worth it. Well, well, I hope you don't plan on me loaning you money from my pension fund to pay for this. I, or Chance and I, have plans for the future. We want to buy a house after we get married. And a ski boat too, Dorothy. Uh huh. That'll really enhance our relationship. Ooh, yeah. Well, if I do this, I'm just going to put it on a credit card, okay? I, I got another one in the mail a couple days ago. It should cover it. You know, what I'll be asking them is if they also deal with people talking trash about me to my face. Like at the YMCA, when I'm playing three, you know, I'm playing three on three basketball and I throw up a couple air balls. Some guys are vicious in what they yell at me. And I'm talking about my own teammates. The thing is, there, there are a lot of people in the gym, you know, working out, and they can hear what's said on the court. I mean, how do I repair the harm, you know, to my reputation with those people? The, the collateral damage done by hostile criticism like, you suck, or, or, or don't pass it to him, he's garbage, you know, stuff like that. People, people talk, and, and pretty soon I'm known all over the Y as a horrible player. Shut up and dribble. Well, you are a pretty crappy player, Spud. I've seen you play I, at the Y when I'm at my Pilates I'm class. I, you know, I've seen you, and bricklayer is a term that might fit. Yeah, you know, Spud, why would you care about what others say about your athletic prowess at your age? Well, it hurts just as bad now as it did at recess in the fourth grade, I'll tell you that. Listen, there's no company who can follow you through life to go after those who hurl insults at you in real life. That would be impossible. Not only are you a hot dog, a grandstander, a showboat, and a prima donna, but you're a liar too. You know, Trump has Fox News, and I think it's free for him. Spud, he's right. You need to be at peace with what others say about you. Yeah. I know it'll be difficult as you're so thin-skinned, but do you want to be obsessing about this even while you're in your last days at a nursing home? Yeah. <clears throat> Don't wait until that point in your life, honey, to put things in proper perspective. Uh, hey, Spud, the board is saying we have a caller who wants to speak to you. You want me to put uh, it through? I don't know. We only have a couple seconds, but anyway, yeah, fine. Call you. Uh, go ahead. Are you there? Yeah. Hey, I'm, a, I'm, one of those, I'm one of those people that trashed you online. It was like last year when I first heard your show, but uh, you know, now I feel kind of bad listening to you whine about this. I, I guess I'm sorry. So you guess or you are sorry? Uh, you know, uh, I have a pretty good memory when it comes to what crap people have said about me over the years. It's kind of like a photographic memory thing. And yeah, I, okay, I do forget my, like, my cell phone number and my home address sometimes, but I always remember just about everything bad ever written about me over the years. So what did you post? Just just tell me that. Well, uh, okay. Well, once I posted on your show's Facebook page that you're an uh, and uh, another time on Twitter, I said you might be a communist. They didn't really 
think you were communist, but, you know, you are very disrespectful of President Trump. Yeah, hey, caller, I want to say you're very brave to come forward and admit what you have done. Repenting and asking for forgiveness is the right thing to do. You know, I feel that I sometimes... Uh, uh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm, re I'm not repenting or anything. I'm just saying oh. I might have been a little hard on Spud. I mean, I don't have the line of time to look at the post now and delete it, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sorry about it. Oh, hey, wait a second. I do remember you now on, the, on that Facebook post about me being an I believe you got like over 500 likes. That was pretty hurtful. I mean, I think even my neighbor Ed liked that one. You're going to get so tired of winning. You're going to say, Mr. President, please, we don't want to win anymore. It's too much. Well, I also remember that Facebook post, but rest assured, I didn't give it a like. Okay. I tried to stay neutral. Good. But, you know, it would be nice if my only living aunt w would, you know, refrain from being Switzerland oh, all sorry, the time. Sorry, dear. But anyway, caller, uh, thanks for the belated apology. I got to go. You know, but next time you feel like uh, attacking me online, please remember, talk show hosts have feelings, too. Don't be so overly dramatic about it. Later. So I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Copyright 2019, Spud Goodman Productions.